Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likuti Halachas, Yeradeya Chelikshani, Hilchas Talmatoira, Halacha Gimel, Paragraph Gimel. We dedicate the learning today, Le'ilu Nishmas, Freyder Ezel Bas Rabbi Yosef, whose yard site is today on the 2nd of Sivan, and Le'ilu Nishmas, Yentefradel Bas Rabbi Yeshua Hareni Kaporas Mishkova. <coughs> And we dedicate the learning for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chavivachana Basgalia, Gavriel Shlomoy ben Idis, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Chaim Yitzchok ben Chanarifka, Akiva Michoel ben Sora Huva, Bas Yekela Bas Amalia Malka, Tzvi Sholem ben Rita Beverly, Ruven Mordechai ben Chana, Dvoira Gila Simcha Bas Chava, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Soraleya Bas Chavaliba, Avigail Brocha Bas Shira Dvoira, Chana Bas Sora, Hillel Ben Brocha Nachama, David Leib Ben Shena, Shlemanisim Ben Mazel, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Freindel Rechel, Avram David Ben Chana, Sora Gittel Bas Chanariba, Miriam Esther Bas Sora Gittel, Peretz Elio Ben Soraleya, Chavaliba Bas Merim Dvoira, Nisim ben Rivka, Chaim Aryeh ben Brocha, Chaim ben Rachel, Toiva bas Chava Perel, Michal Sora bas Hadassa, Gittagenendel bas Sipoira, Lebalea bas Sipoira, Aviv Eilona bas Yuspendel, Sarochel bas Yuspendel, Yehudis Ruchoma bas Chavarus, Gila bas Brocha, David ben Behia, Shendel bas Leia, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Yisrael ben Chanaleya, Ayelet Shoshana bas Chanaleya, Yanagodo bas Chanafega, Ami ben Chai ben Yehudis Gila, Hillel ben Leora, Besoich Shar Choyli Yisrael. Now Rav Nosenzal is going to address a topic, one of the most sensitive topics in the Torah possibly, which Rabbein Azal addresses in chapter 20 in Likut Imran, and Rav Nosenzal addresses it in several places in Likut Halochas, and gives us clarity on this. Vezehu Shamrazal, and based on what we're learning here, we can understand what what the Tikkun Ezer tells us. Il mole loihiko Moshe batzur loihavitarchi rabbonon bishmaitza. Had Moshe Rabbeinu not struck the rock, when when Hashem told him to speak to the rock, our rabbis would not have to struggle so hard to be able to understand the Torah Shabal Peh, the oral Torah. Kemuva, as Rabbi Nassau quotes this in chapter 12 in Likut Imran, which is what we're focusing on in the Salacha. Ki Hatsur Hu Bechinas Torah Shabal Peh, Kemuva, because the rock represents the oral Torah. We know that the Shekhinah is referred to as Tzur, Tzur Levavi. <coughs> David HaMelech refers to the Shekhinah many times as my rock. And the, and the Torah Shabal Peh, the Gemara, is referred to as the Shekhinah. The Torah Shebech is referred to as Kuchibrichu, Kaviyochel, the male aspect of Hashem. And the Torah Shabal Peh is referred to as the female aspect. V'hakoas Moshe Batsur, Zebechinas Smoila. Moshe Rabbeinu striking the rock is an aspect of the left side. Shehu Bechinas Hako. Hako means to hit. 
the hitting is gvura, is midas sadin, the left side. Bechinas dinim ugvura is kayadua, as is known. Umachma shemoish rabbeinu hoyom muchroch lipoil bechinas smoila bishvil parnosa. And because, as we learned earlier, Moish Rabbeinu the Tzaddik had to deviate to that left side. He had to fall into that left side a drop in order to be able to bring Parnasa down to the world. Shehu Bechinas, as it says clearly in the Torah, that the reason why he was approaching the rock was in order to provide nourishment for the community and their animals. And because the people were complaining and borching and, 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 and making all kinds of trouble at the time, it was because of all of their complaining that this led to Moshe Rabbeinu making this mistake, and striking the rock twice with a stick. Which means there was too much left, too much of the left side. Because Hashem had told Moshe Rabbeinu this time to speak to the rock. Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't required at that point in time to activate a, a solid left side in any way. All he had to do was speak gently to the rock. Shehu Torah Shebalpeh, which represented Torah Shebalpeh. And although there was a need to be able to draw water and a flow of parnosa, that would have been able to be brought into the world through the tiniest, tiniest connection to the left side. However, and because Moshe Rabbeinu was so pure and holy, the highest level of holiness possible, and his intentions were 100% pure. There was never any personal interest in anything he was doing. It was only for Hashem's kavod. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu thought that it would be completely impossible for him to, to connect well to that left side well enough in order to be able to draw that parnosah unless he actually strikes the rock. As was the case, the first time this thing occurred, the first time that the Jews needed water, Hashem Shetzivo, Hashem Isbarach, Hashem instructed Moshe Rabbeinu, you will strike the rock, as we find in Chumash Mois, I believe in Parshas Mishpatim. Ubemes might be in Parshas Yisrael. It's chapter 17 in Chumash Mois. However, the truth was that at this point in time, that was not the will of Hashem. 
Ki Adarab, just the opposite. Bipam Horishoim, that first time, Hainu Bitchilas, his Galusa Torah, when the Torah was first revealed, Hoyobehemes, Hahechrech, Lahakois Batsur, Kedela Oira Bechinas Hako. Moshe Rabbeinu had to strike the rock in order to activate that hitting, Shehu Bechinas Smoila, which is the left side, Kedei Laham Shechmaim Leida, in order to draw water for the Jewish community, Hainu Parnasa. Avalacharkach, Kshekvanis Oira Bechinas Smoila. However, afterwards, once that first up, up, Operation was done, that left side was activated. Then Kishetsrichin Parnosa, when there's a need for continued Parnosa, Tsrichin Daicho Lahamtik Bechina Smoila. We have to tone down that left side. Ula Achlala Smola Biamina, and to me and to make sure that we merge the left into the right. Vaoz Daiko Mamshichin Parnosa. And that's how he would have been able to succeed in bringing the Parnosa properly. And it's, it's for this reason, as a result of Moshe Rabbeinu striking the rock, that's the cause of all the questions and the difficulties that rabbis and students struggle in the Torah Shabbat all of it originates from that tiny error of the tzaddik, which is represented by Moshe Rabbeinu striking the rock, which is that left side, which Moshe Rabbeinu, the tzaddik emes, must go there. He must fall into that left side in order to draw parnasa. But he's got to know how, how to calculate each time. The first time, it took much more energy. The second time, it could have been much, much less. Lahavdil, when you start a car, we know to start a car takes a, a powerful boost of energy. Once the car has been started, to get it going doesn't take, if you, 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 you turn the starter again, you'll break the car. Any questions? Correct. That in the chat, the second time, the first time Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu to strike the rock, that was on a different occasion. Now the second time that this crisis came up that the Jews needed water, this time Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu speak to the rock. And this is a very, very important point. There, there are people that struggle with this, that sometimes a person will go to a tzaddik, and a tzaddik will say, do X. And at a later opportunity, a person will go to the tzaddik with the same question, and the, person, will tell the, tzaddik, the tzaddik will tell the person to do Y. And the person will think that tzaddik doesn't know what he said. Hey, last time he told me to do X. And the person doesn't know that Times could change, scenarios could change, and sometimes you start with something and then you have to you tone it down. <coughs> sometimes a, a tzaddik has to rebuke somebody, give him toichacha, give the person a patch. And then, and then afterwards, there has to be that yemin mekarev, smoil doicha yemin mekarev. 
The answer is what, whatever Moshe Rabbeinu, of course Moshe Rabbeinu's intentions were 100% pure and he only meant well. But simple Simon says, when Hashem says do something, a person has to try to be super, extremely, extremely careful to do what Hashem says, to do what the Torah says. We have many cases of this by great Shlomo Melech. Shlomo Melech wanted to make a tikkun for the world. He was willing to get involved with all the different kingdoms to take their, their daughters and to have a contact with their daughters in order to bring about a tikkun for the world. This was Shlomo HaMelech, the top of the top in Chachma, in Kedusha and everything. There was no physical desire whatsoever that wasn't playing a role in this at all whatsoever. But the Torah says, Hashem said, up to this line, the king is allowed to have 18 wives and no more. And, and, and Hashem did not say, except, there was no exceptions provided. And all of us need to know the, imagine if, if Sadiqim need to know how much more, so we need to know boundaries. There's, there's a concept of toiv is good, toiv ma'oid is malach amavis. Toiv is good, very good is angel of death. Person needs to know not to deviate to the right or to the left of what Hashem says or what the tzaddik says. There are times that people try to describe. Rabbi Nezal said an hour of Hispoidus. And there are people who will suggest six hours of Hispoidus, that kind of thing. I don't know if that's if that's if that's proper. Person could say Davin as much as you can, but to, to change, to it to add on to, it doesn't mean that you must stop talking to Hashem at 60 minutes. If a person's on fire and a person's crying and a person's feeling his slavos, of course they go more. Or if a person has a desperate emergency, I remember my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld taught us that the Gemara says when it comes to tzedakah, the, the, the halach is 10%. 10% of any earnings or any profit that a person has, they're supposed to give to tzedakah. That's a minimum, and the Torah provides a maximum that a person should not give more than 20%, and giving 20% is very, very complimentary. Rabbi Nezal said that's how a person fulfills the v'chol mo'idecha, serving Hashem with all of your wealth, with everything you have. But the Balatani adds that when a person's in an emergency, any kind of life-threatening emergency, that's an exception to the rule. Just like ordinarily a person would pay for a doctor visit $200, $250, whatever it is, when somebody has a real crisis, they don't want that doctor. They don't want the $250 doctor. They want the specialist. What does it cost? $1,000, $1,500? I don't care. Get me in there. Please do whatever it takes to get me an appointment. I want to see him. So the Balatanya says, in that kind of emergency, you're allowed to go over. But a person needs to know boundaries. I remember my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld once spoke about Meiser and Chaimish, and I approached him shortly afterwards. I believe this was shortly after I had got married. And I said, I'd like to switch to Chaimish. And he said, not yet. Not yet. Not the time. We should be zeichet to know healthy boundaries. Paragraph Dalid, V'zeh b'chinas koshin mezaynoysov shaladom kikriyas yamsov. 
Now we understand the famous quote from the Gemara Sachim that a, a person's livelihood, a person's parnosa, is as difficult as splitting the Red Sea. Ki kriyas yamsuf, hi bechinas, lasois derech beyam hachochma. Because on a spiritual level, the splitting of the sea, the splitting of the ocean, means creating a path in the sea of knowledge, the sea of wisdom. In order to reveal the Chachma and Torah to the world, and to protect ourselves that we shouldn't drown in the powerful waters. Which, which represent the klipos, the forces of Tuma, all the wrong type of thoughts that flood our brain, and confuse us, with all kinds of ulterior motives, and Arik Gaiva, and this is what the Jewish people was to upon leaving Mitzrayim. And, and we were also that even on a physical level, we were able to see this take place in front of our eyes, that we were actually, actually able to pass through the sea in dry land. Because it's all really one. Just like Klal Yisrael was by having Moshe Rabbeinu leading them, they were on a Ruchni level to have the to be able to enter in the Yam HaChochma safe, to be able to travel a safe path through the Yam HaChochma and not be flooded, not be harmed by any of the negative effects. So too, Cain zochu gam begashmis. V'alkein roa so shivcha layam, mashalai roi cheskel anovi. And this is why the Mechilta says that the smallest, the lowest level person, a maid servant, was able to see Hashem as clearly, more clearly than the Novi Yecheskel. That's spiritual. What we just described was spiritual. And additionally, on a Gashmias level, they were to incredible, incredible wealth. The all the gold and jewelry that the Egyptians took out of Mitzrayim and bedecked their horses and chariots with to show their confidence that they're going to be victorious, all of that went over to the Jews. Because Klal Yisrael at that point in time was to an incredible revelation of Chachma and incredible wealth and Parnassa. And it's for this reason that there was a major, major prosecution against the Jewish people at the time, where the Zohar Kodesh tells us, the Sar Shalyam was screaming, the Egyptians are idol worshippers and the Jews are idol worshippers. Rav Nosanal says there seems to be a difficult question here. How is the Sar Shalyam able to say at that point in time when the Jews were leaving Egypt that they were idol worshippers? 
הלוי כבר ניתרו מעבוד הזורו, קודם יציאס ממצרים. They had already become pure of any idol worship before they left Egypt. כמו שכוסף, as it says clearly, משכו וקחו לכם. Separate and take for yourselves. And, and the Gemara, the, the, the Mechilta Darshans, משכו ידיכם מעבוד הזורו. Remove your hands from עבוד הזורו. אבל על פי הנ"ל, but based on what we've been learning, כי ישראל לא יכולים לעבור הים ביבושה, כי אם כשיזכו גם לבחינס קריאס ים סוף ברוכניס, כלל ישראל could not pass through the physical sea on dry land unless they were first zeichet to a קריאס ים סוף on a spiritual level. שהיא לבקויה ים החכמה, which means to split open the sea of knowledge, and to have an understanding, a high-level understanding in Torah. And when a person wants to split open the Yam of Chachma and, and achieve a high-level understanding of Torah, the person has to create two paths. The right and left that exist in the Torah, they need that left side in order to be able to draw Parnassa. And this is what forces the person to have to fall, to have to go off track. The person wants to stay on the right side. They want that their intentions should purely be for Ruchnius. But Hashem forced the person must deviate to that left side, make a slight veer off course. <clears throat> and the moment that a person deviates even the slightest, like a hair breath, off to the left, That's considered like idol worship. As it says in the Pasuk that we say in Kriyashma, you'll turn away and you'll worship idols. The moment a person turns away from Hashem, even a hair breath, That's considered idol worship. That's considered turning towards idol worship. As is told over that this is how the Baal Shem Tov interpreted this sentence. And when a person does that, those powerful waters come and they want to drown the person. <clears throat> they want to flood the person. They want to grab hold of that tiny deviation and swallow it completely. So that the person's learning should only be with the wrong intentions for wealth and covet and things like that. And it's therefore that the person needs incredible merit to be able to cross the sea safe and well. So in other words, when the Jews came out of Mitzrayim, Moshe Rabbeinu was preparing us to receive the Torah. 
and by the Torah. And in order to receive the Torah, we need the right side, of course, but we also need to make a slight contact with the left. And because they had to make that slight contact with the left, the, 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 uh, the Satan says, they're idol worshippers, they're also on the left side. Question in the chat, was there any action that the Jews did to deviate to the left side, or was it purely in their minds? <clears throat> My answer is, I don't know. It's possible that there are forum that will show us that there was some, some type of action. However, Hashem knows what's hidden, what's completely hidden from man. And Hashem knows that the inner, inner feelings of a Jew for Hashem are 100% sincere, that our interest is really only for Hashem's honor. It's just that we were forced to fall a slight hairbreadth to the left in order to, to get Parnosa. Levad, only for that reason, only for the sake of Parnosa. Alkain, his gaber, yemin, alasmoil. And therefore, the right side was able to overtake the left side. Venus oires, chus, Avraham. And the merit of Avraham was, Avraham Avinu was activated. Shehu, yemin. He is, Avraham is the isha chesed, the right side. Sheoka des Yitzchak benoi. He tied up his son Yitzchak Avinu. Bechina smoil, which is, who represents the left side. He tied him up on the Mizbeach. And it's with the merit of Avram Avinu <coughs> that the Jews were able to cross the sea Bisholim. It says, it happened Baboiker, that, and we know Boiker always represents Avram Avinu. V'zochu laver bayom and the Jews were zeichet to cross the sea through the two bridges that are needed to, to be able to cross the sea. Sheheim bechinas yemin usmoil, which represent right and left. Sheheim bechinas trei gishrei dedoinag hamevuorim besoif hamaymaral. This is what, what Rabbi Nezal refers to in chapter 12 in the Kutman over there towards the end when he quotes a Gemara <coughs> about one of the Shadim that was dancing from one bridge to the other, the tr- two bridges across the Dunag River. Ki Yisroel zochuaz lehizgalos ha-toyro godel. What do you mean? Where, where are the two bridges at Kriyas Yamsov? The answer is there were two major achievements that were taking place there. The Jews were zeichet to an incredible revelation of Torah, even though the Torah wasn't given till later on, Har Sinai. But there was obviously an incredible revelation of Hashem's light, which is Torah, at Kriyas Yamsov. And in addition, we were zeichet to incredible great wealth. And this is why the Gemara says a person's parnosa is as difficult as Kriyas Yamsov. Because it's impossible for a Jew to be zuchet to parnosa without 
contact with the left side. And this we try requires tremendous effort. It's very difficult for a Jew to to cross to to pass through that left side in peace without stumbling, without getting messed up. Because again, a person must go through that. The person has to struggle and work very, very hard to just touch that left side, not to fall in hook, line, and sinker, as they say. Just a hair breath in terms of what's necessary. <coughs> this is what Rabbi Nezal describes there about the two bridges across the river Doinag, that the shed would jump from one to the other and jump right back. He would j- jump from one bridge to the second one, and the second he touched that second one, he jumped right back. Means showing us this concept of jumping from right to left but not staying in that left, just enough to make contact and jump right back. As Rabbi Nezal explains this at the end of chapter 12 in Likutei Maran. And this is why the Gemara says that Parnosa is as difficult as Kriyas Yamsov. Because this is what was also going on at the time of Kriyas Yamsuf. How? The Egyptians were chasing after the Jewish people. The main exile, when we talk about the Jews being in exile in Egypt and subjugated under Paroi, what was in exile? The Dibur was in exile. The speech was in exile. That's why the holiday that celebrates our coming out of Mitzrayim is called Pesach. Pesach, the Arizal says, the mouth speaks. Because when we were in Egypt, we couldn't speak. We were oppressed. And this, uh, the, what we just mentioned is from the Zohar Kodesh. And, and, and uh, this is why Moshe Rabbeinu was known as having difficulty with speech. This is referring especially to the Dibur of Torah Shebalpeh, Balpeh, the oral Torah. That was in Golis by Paroyim Mitzrayim. Shehem Pegama Dibur. Paroyim Mitzrayim represent damaged speech. Shehem Bechinas Hamesnagdim Hacholkim Alatzadikam Amiti. And this is how the Torah refers to those who oppose the true Tzadikim. As Dovr Amelach says in Tehillim, Hadoivrim Al Tzadik Osok Begaiva Vavuz. They speak out against the tzaddik with arrogance and insult. And the shechina, the divine spirit of Hashem, 
which is associated with Torah Shabal Peh, Shehi Bechinas Knesses Yisroel, which is referred to as Knesses Yisroel, the Jewish community. He Bagolas Etzlam is in exile by Paro in Mitzrayim. Al Shafilu Kishibechinas Moishe, Shehu Klolius Hatoira, Nichnas Etzel Paroi, Shehu Oisius Hoiref, Pegamadibur, to the point where when Moshe Rabbeinu, who represents the entire Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu is Bigematria 613. When Moshe Rabbeinu enters into Paroi, where the Arizal says Paroi is the letters Ho'oref, which is the back of the head, the back of the neck here, which represents Pegama Dibur, when the Dibur isn't able to come out of the mouth, when the Dibur is stuck in back of the neck, in back of the head, Hepech Hadibur, the opposite of speech. Shehu bechinas halamdon ho'oikem piv al hatzadik emes. This refers to those lamdonim, people who are knowledgeable, very knowledgeable in Gemara and Halacha, and they, they, they twist their mouth to speak insultingly about the tzadik. When Moshe Rabbeinu comes into Paroi, the Torah tries to awaken this misnagid, this opponent of the tzaddik, to awaken him to tshuva. Send the Jews out of exile. Meaning, he should do tshuva, he should return to Hashem, the Yoitzias Knesses Israel, and release the Jewish people. Shehiya Shechina, Knesses Israel is the term referred to the Jewish people, and the Shechina is called Knesses Israel. We mention many times that the Arizal says that the Jewish nation is, re- is referred to as 600,000, and the, the word Shechina, when you write out the word Shechina, each letter as a word, the way you pronounce it, Shin, Shin Yud Nun, Chaf, Chaf Pei, Nun, Nun Vav Nun, and so on and so forth, it's Bigematria, Tof Resh Aleph, 601, 600,000, Tof Resh Aleph, Tof Resh Aleph. It's the same thing. There's a posik Echo Yirdoif Echod Aleph, that one will be able to chase a thousand. So the, the, the Torah rebukes him and says to him he should do tshuva and release the Jewish nation. Shehi Ashchina, Shi Torah Shabalpeh, Meagolas Shabapiv. Release the Torah Shabalpeh from its exile in his mouth, in the mouth of this Lamdan who insults Tzadikim. Veyokim Hashchina Meafra, and allow the Shechina to come up, to rise up from the dirt. Ve'yilmad l'shma, and he should start learning Gemara l'shma for the right reasons, not for kavod. Ve'yachsir ha'Torah shabal peh v'ashchinu knesi Yisrael l'mekaimam, and restore the Torah shabal peh and the Shechina and the Jewish nation to their rightful place. How does the Lamdan respond? Azai ha'Lamdan poyne er oyref mino emes. The Lamdan turns his back. <coughs> He turns away from the truth, from the good interpretation of the Torah. And he responds, like Paroi responded, 
Who is Hashem that I should I should listen to him? Lo yadati es Hashem. I don't know Hashem. Ki hu einoi roitze lirois bahatoira mashmoz hatoiv. Because he doesn't want to see in the Torah the real goodness of the Torah. Shehu his galus Hashem, which is the revelation of Hashem in the Torah. Vo'imer, and he says, Lo yadati es Hashem. I don't know Hashem. All he sees in the Torah is the opposite, what he sees. And he's learning only for the sake of personal pleasure, in order to increase his own kavod, to be able to show people how sharp he is, what a great mind he has, that he's a tremendous lamdan and knowledgeable in all of Shas and all of Halacha. And this is why the Gemara tells us that while we're in Golis now, there is no real, real clear Halacha anywhere. <clears throat> this originates from the Egyptian exile. Bechinas, as it says there, <clears throat> The Egyptians embittered the lives of the Jews with hard labor, with lime and bricks, and all kinds of difficult work in the field. <clears throat> and the Tikkune Zoyar says, This represents all the questions, all the difficult questions that we're going to have in trying to understand the Torah. Bechoymer means <clears throat> to be able to know the, the, the limud of Kal which is one of the 13 formulas, how we interpret the Torah. Ubelevenim refers to belibun hilchasa, being able to clarify the halacha. That's that's what Golis is all about. The struggle. Ki elu hayegiyos shel hakushiyos vachomer shabalacha nimshach mi Golis Mitzrayim. Because all of the struggles that we experience of being able to understand all the questions in the Gemara and in halacha and the difficulties in halacha. All come from Golos Mitzrayim. The Ikra Hagolos Mitzrayim, who Nimshach Machmas Hapanosa, and the the whole what really brought about what really led to Golos Mitzrayim was the issue of Parnosa. The Haino Machmas Shehatzadik Muchroch Lipo LeBechina Smoil Beshvil Parnosa, because of the fact that the Tzadik must fall into the left in order to draw Parnosa. And that's where the Klipois and the Sitrachra have their power. And therefore the Sitrachra wants to try to expand that left side and make it stronger and stronger. That people studying Gemara, studying Torah, should be studying for the sake of arrogance, to be able to show off their own greatness, or to be able to show, to disprove, to show that they know more than the Gemara, they know better than the Gemara. And we have to go through bitterness 
in order to be able to, to clarify this, to refine this, to purify this, in order to cleanse the halacha from these wrong types of thoughts. And then we can be as it says in the Torah, and after going through all the purification, they'll be able to come out with great wealth. And now Rav Nosenzal explains a question that I've been asked many times. One of the questions, a seeming contradiction in, in Sifrei Kabbalah. And Rav Nosenzal makes it very, very clear. The truth is that even though we've said very clearly and we've shown very clearly that Parnosa comes from the left side, it's a pasuk, Oirech yomim biyamino, u'bismoyla oyshe v'chavoyd. Afal pikein, despite that, i'efshar lahamshich ha-parnosa, ki im kishenichlal smoyl biyamin. It's impossible to be able to draw Parnosa from that left side unless the left side connects with and joins and becomes subservient to the right. That's how all Shefa is generated. From the joining together of right and left. Kayadua, as is known. I heard from my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld, you have the Pasuk at the end of Bishalach, where it says about Moshe Rabbeinu when he was doing battle against Amalek, it says he lifted up his hands in tefillah. So it says, Vayehi yodav emuna. His hands were emuna. If you know your Hebrew, yodav is plural. Vayehi is singular. It should have said, Vayihiyu yodav emuna. His hands, plural, were plural emuna. So the Zohar Kodesh says this is one of the cases where we see how important it is, that the left must use both hands, but the left must be joined together with the right. When a person is standing Shmoin Esrei, a person is not allowed to be looking anywhere else. So either the person is holding a sitter and looking into the sitter, <clears throat> if they're not holding a sitter, they have their eyes closed properly throughout the whole time, and the hands are together, the hands are together with the right over the left. The hands together, right over the left. <coughs> because when a person falls completely into the left, <coughs> the person will definitely not have any parnos at all. Because <coughs> Because the left side is where the sitrachra has tremendous power. Shehu elikim acherim, shal yotom nisakev hashefa. This is idol worship and those which who hold back the shefa from the Jewish people. Kamashikosov, as it says in Kriyashma, v'sartem you'll turn away, vavadatem elikim acherim you'll turn towards the idols. The Otsar Hashem will withhold the heavens and there'll be no rain. Ki ain't Sorak Lipoil Smoil, 
רק לצייר השפע שלם, because the only contact with, with, that we're making with the left side is only for the purpose of formatting, shaping the שפע. כי שום נצטייר השפע העליונו שאין בו שום ציור, because that's where the divine שפע, which originally has no shape or form, נצטיירס שום, it gets formatted there in the left side, לבחינס אשירוס ופרנוסה, to take on the form of wealth and פרנוסה. אבל אחר כך, but as soon as it's been shaped and formed, צורך תקף לחסר לימין. The person has to immediately return to the right, ולכבול שמאל בימין, and merge the left into the right. כדי שיוכל להמשיך השירוס והפרנוסה לאילם, in order to draw wealth and פרנוסה to the world. כי עיקר הפרנוסה על ידי ימין, because the main flow of פרנוסה from השם, is based on Hashem's right side, Shehi Bechinas Chesed, which is kindness, as it's Kamosh Kosov, as it says, Noisein Lechem Lechol Bosor, Kilyoilam Chazdoi. Hashem provides food for all of mankind because Hashem's kindness is eternal. Any questions? Question in the chat. Can we give a practical example of what it means to deviate ever so slightly to the left? <clears throat> with Parnosa. First of all, here we're talking about deviating to the left in Torah. We mentioned that the tzaddik, the tzaddik when he's teaching Torah, has to deviate a little bit and, and fall into a tiny error. <clears throat> Again, the right represents a brighter light, the left represents a tzimtzum, the left represents darkness or a, a lower level light compared to the right side general. <clears throat> But in Parnassa, for example, the fact that a person is leaving the base medrash, leaving the shul, we know that the base medrash, the shul, is a place of very obvious connection with Hashem. And a person walking out of there and going out into the street, the concept of the street, going out into the big world, the world of business or work or something like that, is a place where it's very easy for a person to forget and think that it's my work, my boss de- determines my salary and my this and, and the economy and all of those factors, all the factors of, of nature, not, not, uh, that, that that's what's going to determine my parnosa. And, and the f- fact that a person is going out there, that act of going out there is, a, is in a way a, a deviation to the left. But the person has to keep, keep their consciousness 100% the whole time that it's only Hashem, only Hashem. And when the person gets a raise in salary, that the first response has to be, thank you Hashem for this wonderful raise. And thank you my boss that you were the shliach, that Hashem helped that you were the shliach, that you wrote a good report on my behalf. And you know, when a person is doing fundraising, and again, going out and speaking to people and, then, and doing all the physical activities that are necessary. And when somebody does give a donation, a meaningful donation, I thank Hashem so much that Hashem is helping. And thank you for being the shliach. Thank you that Hashem made you the messenger to be the one to be able to give this. Question, what does it mean that we don't have clear halacha today? <clears throat> we don't have any psak in many svarim. Example, Mishnah Baruch. Correct, correct. <clears throat> 
that even in the Mishnah Brura there are things that are unresolved, and the Mishnah Brura is not a, the universal Paisik. <coughs> there are many cases where we don't follow the Mishnah Brura's Psak in many things. There isn't any one Besden that all of Kal Yisrael follows. There isn't any one Paisik. And in all of the Paiskim, there are things, there remain unresolved questions. The Vilna Goyen, I believe, is the one who said that Hilchas Brachas is the most difficult <coughs> part in Halacha, in all of Halacha, because as he said that the most unresolved Machloikas is among the Rishonim. <coughs> the greatest differences of opinion in which Brachas are made and when you have to, when you don't have to make a, a Bracha, that are not completely, completely resolved, where everyone agrees that yes, this is Allah, this is the bracha that should be made, or we do make a bracha, or we don't make a bracha in this situation. Now, Rav Nosnazal, in the next piece, he's going to make much, much clearer, completely clear, this issue of make up your mind. Which is it? Where does Parnassah come from? Does it come from the right? Does it come from the left? <clears throat> I thought Parnassah really comes from Keser. There's a Gemara that says, Bone Chaim Ezoina Labeschusib Elebemazla. In the next paragraph, Rabbi Nassim is going to make it very, very clear and easy for us to be able to understand on our level, Mitzvah We'll take it up in the next year. Wishing everybody a wonderful day. We're getting closer. Today is Netzach Sheba Malchus. <coughs> to prepare with Simcha for the awesome Yantav coming up. And Bezeichet to, to want to receive the Torah anew, brand new, to make a brand new commitment to Hashem, to the Torah every day. It's Hashem. Amen.